Hey friend, I cannot believe it is already December and I'm so excited for a brand new podcast series I'm bringing to the table this month. I know that this is supposed to be the most wonderful time of the year, but let's get real. It doesn't often feel like that. It can feel like financial burden, less sleep, more stress, an overwhelmed calendar, uh, food comas, <laughs> but this is the time of year when our control freak nature, it comes out and we often don't feel like our best selves despite all the beautifully curated pictures taken. But I wanna talk about joy, especially in the midst of tension and mostly in light of surrender. When we think about choosing joy and finding more joy in our lives, the idea of surrender is not typically the first thing on our mind. But as you know, this has been the theme of my life this past year, and I just wanna press in deeper to the joy found in surrender and take you along with me. So stay with me, I promise it's gonna be good, it's gonna be good. If you've been following me on my journey this year, you've been following me on a process of surrender. In fact, this entire podcast only exists because I gave God my yes. Even though I was afraid and uncomfortable and felt totally unqualified, I can't say that it's all that different even now at this point, but truly like this is me just giving God my yes and being faithful to what I feel him leading me to do. I know to you listening, it probably sounds like effortless conversations, soothing and smoothly articulated, but the truth is that every episode has come from a deep place of brokenness, laying down my life and letting God refine me, purify me, and flush out my flesh with each word spoken, with each podcast preparation. I don't take it lightly at all because I know that I'm accountable for every word that I speak. But more than anything, I want my life to reflect every word I speak. When I sit down to podcast, I feel like I'm getting specific downloads from God. And I just pray all the time that I would have inspiring messages that reflect God's heart for you. That I would grasp every word spoken deep in my soul and personally live out every word that I'm saying. That my heart would understand. So that being said, I actually, I thought podcasting would be easier. Like, hey, you just have an idea, you turn on the mic and you just process it out loud because I'm very much a verbal processor because it, but it really is, it really is so simple to do. But for me, this journey of podcasting, it's been heavy and it's been time consuming because God has been using it to teach me and train me and really process me in the process. He's really slowed me down so that I can be about my father's business above all. It's It's been a necessary process for me. And I'm not here to sound holy or to tickle your ears with catchy and comfortable sayings and ideas. I truly show up raw and imperfect, but hungry. Hungry for more of God and desperate for him to reveal himself in my life and to others. I am so so dependent. This is a process I have chosen to pioneer the way as I pursue his presence and point you to the feet of Jesus as I too bring my little bit. I will forever be in this process of knowing God more, exploring his beauty and experiencing his presence in my ordinary everyday life as I continue to work hard in all the things. This is a long game adventure for me and I show up here in raw authenticity because I don't want to journey alone or keep my journey to myself. I know that this is not a podcast for everyone as the nourishing mompreneur has taken a more spiritual focus, but I'm okay with that. As long as I'm walking in obedience and giving God glory in the process, like I just want to say what he 
has on his heart to say through me. So I will say that if this podcast is for you, I just want to first say thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your support and for the messages I receive. If these conversations have blessed you in any way, it would mean the world to me if you would leave a quick review, um, a quick written review, and just simply take the time to share the Nourishing Mompreneur podcast with others. That is the biggest way that you can support me as I seek to serve and support you. So if you dare to journey with me and want to hear more of what other women's surrender seasons have looked like and are looking like, you are going to love the conversations and the women that I bring on this show to pour into you this month. Keep listening for some awesome stories and testimonies from women that are experiencing true joy as they surrender to the Lord in their everyday lives. So I will be starting out this Joy of Surrender podcast series for the month of December with more of my testimony today. So let's find freedom and letting go. Let's find purpose in our pursuit of Jesus. And let's find joy in surrender together. Welcome back to the Nourishing Mompreneur Podcast, where we get encouraged and empowered as we pursue our greatest potential within the walls of our home. Hey mama, my name is Michelle High, and I'm so thankful you're here. Do you feel like your life is good, but something in you feels unfulfilled? Do you feel stuck in the trenches of motherhood, exhausted and working so hard, but feeling like you're getting nowhere? Do you have big dreams you hold in your heart, but you've been living small? Are you motivated for more, but don't have the clarity or the courage to do anything about it? Do you want to discover God's best and see if it's really possible to be an excellent wife, an intentional mother, and be successful in business, all for the glory of God? As a wife of 16 years, a homeschooling mama of five, and an entrepreneur, I know exactly how you feel, every bit of it. I truly believe that the most important work you will ever do is within the walls of your home and that there is purpose in every season. If you are a fellow business-minded mama with a heart for home and a love for Jesus, let's process this journey and grow together. Hey guys. Okay, so I just gave like the longest intro ever, but let's get into today's episode, today's conversation. Um, I really want to pour out my heart to you today and I'm just trusting the Lord to lead. So um, the first thing I want to say and just let you know is that I've been a Christian pretty much all my life. And since I was a little girl, I've always desired to honor God through my life and do what pleases him. Just like anything, you do the best you know how. Being in church my entire life, growing up with a Christian school, Christian youth group, Sunday school, Bible studies, mission trips, all the American Christian things, I think that I felt like I had seen most of what there is to see. I was somewhat complacent though, living like a good Christian, but adding Jesus to my life and ultimately living more for myself than passionately pursuing the truth of the gospel. You know, there's a quote that says, good is the enemy of great. And I think that when it comes to our faith, being good, doing good, and being a good Christian and all the things, it can be the very thing that keeps us blinded to all of the glory and the greatness that is in Christ Jesus. We can live somewhat satisfied because if we're brutally honest, there's a lot of us that simply lives for ourselves and slaps a Jesus bumper sticker on it. You know, we can insert a Bible verse onto a good thing. We can add Jesus to our lives in a way that seems righteous. But the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 3 that we are God's co-laborers 
here to do our part in building his kingdom, his house. Everything we do that is not of quality material, meaning it doesn't have eternal purpose or weight, it will be revealed on judgment day and be burned up. So we need to test ourselves now and make sure that the goals that we pursue are not going to be in vain, that we're not creating idols in our life that were never meant to be worshiped, that we're not building businesses or empires or seemingly doing good endeavors outside of what is precious to God's heart. Anything that is not eternal will be burned up and meaningless at the end of our lives. That being said, in God's grace and mercy, He began to refine me more than ever this past year. And I just want to share a bit of my surrender journey with you so that you might be provoked to press in a little deeper as you continue to work faithfully and co-labor with Christ. I just want you to know that there is more. Wherever you're at in your faith, there's more to be found. So don't settle. It's funny. I, um... Remember back in 2020, they started singing this song at our church called Refiner. I love it, and it was beautiful, but in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, ooh, um, I don't know about these words. Like, I don't know about this prayer. This is this is pretty intense. The lyrics go like this. You've probably heard it before, but it says, I want to be tried by fire, purified. You take whatever you desire. Lord, here's my life. Clean my hands. Purify my heart. I want to burn for you, only for you. Take my life as a sacrifice. I want to burn for you, only for you. You're a fire, the refiner. I want to be consumed. Well, I came to a place where I sang this song with deep sincerity. And let's just say that God has been answering this prayer. So flashback to 2020. I started the year partying it up on a cruise the first week of January, having a good time, living my best life. (laughs) Then in February, I went to Las Vegas with my husband for a business conference, not faith-based at all. And although I came home with lots of notes and some solid takeaways, the focus was just pretty off. In fact, the tickets my husband had purchased, which I don't think we realized it at the time. It landed us aisle seats near the front of the stage where every celebrity came down. So we had first dibs to shake their hands, hug them, all the things. It included all the fancy meals, the over over the top evening parties. In fact, one night we ended up in a club, like legit, the conference booked out the entire club. There was all the food, all the drinks you could want. There was a DJ and music and lights and, and a private like Snoop Dogg concert, up close and personal. <laughs> it's so funny because I don't even think my husband and I had ever been to a club before, but you know, we're like, okay, well, we're here, we're together. We're just gonna have a good time. So we did, we had a great time. We really had fun, um, but here's the point in me sharing all that. We were focused on business goals above pursuing the heart of God in our lives and thought that we could successfully intermingle the two, that we could just, you know, have our cake and eat it too. We were living it up, but living more for ourselves than we knew. We just were doing the best we knew how. We didn't know. We didn't know there was more. We didn't know there was a better way. So I'm not saying, let me, let me be clear. I'm not saying that you can't pursue great things in business and still honor the Lord. So don't hear me wrong, but remember It's about the posture of our heart. And our heart, it was not first fixed on Jesus. Looking back, our approach was more reach for the stars of business and drive hard towards, you know, our ambitions while throwing Jesus in the backseat and taking him along with us. Because as long as he's with us, 
it would all be okay. I feel that this is often the message of American Christianity. Chase the American dream, and if you have Jesus, you'll be blessed. And if you have enough faith, you'll get what you want. Do the good Christian things, and life will be good. But I'm here to break it to you that that is not the call of the gospel. Straight up, the Bible says, If any man wills, let him take up his cross daily and follow me. It doesn't paint the picture of an easy life or the American dream. It paints the picture of often hardships and persecution and everything that is countercultural. But Jesus is enough. It's a message. The gospel is a message of laying down your life, not the focus of living your best life, at least not the way the world defines it. You can experience eternal life here on this earth and joy even in hard times when you know him. In John 17, Jesus prays and he's speaking and he says, now this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ who you have sent. So we got back from our trip to Vegas and COVID struck. Quarantine came and everyone's world was rocked. Everyone responded differently to the circumstances. But for my husband and I, we knew that this was not a 14-day quarantine and then back to normal. Like We knew that this would have long-term economic effects and the world would change, the world as we know it. We didn't know how or what that would look like, but it put us on our toes. As entrepreneurs, our response was to put our head down and work hard and look for the opportunity in the midst. For many, 2020 felt like a year of fear, drama, confusion, emotional roller coasters, and slowdown. For me, I shut out the noise and the opinions despite it being my, my face all the time on social media, and I chose to put my energy and effort towards what I could do to support my family and make something good out of the situation. I laser focused on work. Life never moved faster. And if you want to hear more about how I showed up and responded in all areas of my life in 2020, go back and listen to episode one of this podcast where I reflect on that season of my life. There's lots of good um, takeaways in that conversation. But by the end of the year in 2020, I found myself juggling three businesses in the midst of being a wife, a homeschooling mom, managing a household, and all the things that life requires. I look back now and I honestly, I don't know how I did it all. Like seriously, it was crazy. So crazy. But here's the thing. There was grace for it. There was grace for that season. I knew that I wasn't going to run my life like this long term, but God was truly with me and grew me so strong during this year, even when it felt like everything in the world wanted to hold me back from progress and let fear hold me down from functioning well. I have never had to dig more deep than I did in 2020 to muster up the courage and resiliency it took each and every day. It was a major hustle mode season. And as my friend Heather would say it best, she says, God doesn't want your hustle. He wants your heart. Okay, I want to mention this because I think it's important that you know that one of the reasons I felt the peace and the permission to show up at the capacity that I did in 2020 is because my home was in order. My marriage was great. In fact, we did more dates. We traveled more than we ever have in 2020. My kids were healthy and well and being nurtured. My home was in order. Everything was in place. And as an entrepreneur and mama, 
remember to keep first things first. Like there are certainly different seasons of life and motherhood, but make sure you're not neglecting the most important relationships as you pursue your goals. But you know what did suffer? Me. I was the one who began falling apart. By the end of the year, there was just too much stress and not enough sleep add up over time. And I could feel myself physically breaking down. I knew I had to make a change and I began to pivot again during the fall of 2020 so that in January of this year, 2021, I could carve out the month to rest. Many of you guys already know how the story goes, but this was going to be a time to unplug from social media and rest, to relax, to restore, because I was just feeling burnt out. I needed some me time. It took everything in me to get things to a place with work and with business um, so that after the first week of the year, I could finally have the closure to call it quits for the rest of the month. So I got to that point and then uh, God showed up. He spoke so clearly to me that I was to join my husband in the fast that my husband was on, which led me to embarking on a 21-day fast. And this was not going to be my time. It was going to be his time. He was going to consecrate me, and this time was to slow down for him. It was the first time that I gave God my yes this year in 2021, and I didn't know how that would become a part of a new lifestyle, a life of surrender. You see, I had grown so strong through the past year as I worked hard and did the hard things. However, God wanted to teach me to be strong in him and in the strength of his might. There's a big difference. God literally laid me down and did the deep work on my heart that month. I had never fasted like this before, like only drinking water with some electrolytes and adding in some bone broth at the end. And I'll be honest, I did not feel well. It was not a magical time or a fun experience, but it's a time where I wrestled with God and slowly began dying to my flesh in new ways. I've shared a lot about my first fasting experience here on the podcast. So if you're curious, go back and check out the episodes. I can't even think of the number right now, but there's two episodes about fasting where I go into all the the details. Um, Really interesting. I think you'll enjoy checking it out. So you have to go look that up. I don't have that reference at the moment, but I won't go into all that I learned during that experience because like I said, it's just, there's so much, but it put me in a place where I felt so humbled and weak. And I already felt like I had nothing left going into it, but I had no choice but to yield to God and surrender. My prayer was, God, I have nothing. I got nothing to give you. So you have to do whatever you want to do, but you have to do it. I'm simply creating room for you. I'm being available for you, but I'm asking you to show up and reveal yourself. I had specific things that I was praying for during this 21-day fast, but ultimately, I just wanted more of Him. God was doing a new thing, and I felt that the number one in the number 2021 represented a new chapter in the book of my life. God is so faithful and loving and gracious and began to work in my heart during this extremely uncomfortable time. When I came off the fast, I wasn't quite sure how to get back to normal and come to find out. The work that began during this sacred time of fasting and prayer and slow down has continued all year long. I had to find my, quote, new normal and figure out what that looked like to God. So I just want to remind you, too, that like you cannot let the world determine your season. 
God determines the time and the seasons. And my quote, new normal, it's a work in process because I'm not the same person that I was last year. Like it wasn't the outside circumstances, the governments, the politics, the mandates. Like it wasn't any of that that determined the lifestyle and the state of my heart, but rather it was God that determines how I am and where I'm at in my life. Like he gets the final say. So I just want to remind you that although the world is changing and there is so much that you don't have control over, it is God who has the final say and he gets to ordain your every step. You get to walk free in him. This past year represents a transformation in me and that process looks like surrender or should I say messy, (laughs) messy, messy surrender. This year has been extremely uncomfortable and I've never felt more broken or desperate for God. This has been a refining year where although life on the outside is good, God has been burning up all the areas inside of me that do not bring glory to him. And I'm so thankful that he loves me that much to provoke my heart to pursue more, the more that can only be found in him. So I don't know, do you resonate with that at all? Has your life been shaken up or has your heart been woken up in new ways this past year? Do you feel somewhat messy and uncomfortable inside? I'm here to tell you that it's okay. And I believe it's actually a good thing if you choose Jesus more in the midst. For me, I determined to give God my yes of obedience uh, to doing things his way and his time. In the beginning of the year, I even put a screensaver on my phone that says, this is my year with the my crossed out and replaced with the word his. My heart's desire this year has been to make him my one desire and to consecrate this year to be his. I didn't know what that would look like, but I knew that was the call. Again, this process, I don't know how else to say it, but it looks like surrender. Honestly, there have been so many things that I've been learning this year um, in my commitment to live surrendered, not perfectly at all, not perfectly, but willingly. The purpose of this entire process is so that I can posture my heart towards the one thing that is necessary because so many good things, good intentions, good works were really distractions keeping me from giving my attention to who was most important. All through the year on this podcast, I've been sharing pieces of truth and wisdom and my journey with you, so I can't possibly get into all that I've learned and I'm actively learning now, but I do want to boil it down to a few things that you need to know most as you prepare for the new year with a heart towards your heavenly father. I want you to have joy. I want you to have beautiful joy and freedom this year, no matter what is going on in the world and no matter what is going on in your life and in your circumstances. Friends, it is not enough to know about God in the times that we're living. We really need to know him for who he is. You need to know his heart and hear his voice in the days ahead. And I care about you enough to push you hard in that direction. I know that surrender takes sacrifice, but I'm here in process and a little down the road of this process. And I want you to know that it is worth it. Jesus is worth it. And there is joy to be found in knowing him. No one can take that away from you. So I'd love to share with you a few key things that I've learned this year so that you can pursue your greatest potential in 2022 with joy and out of a place of surrender. The story that really expresses what God has been doing in my heart is the story of Mary and Martha. Let me just read it because it's just so good, so simple, but I can't get enough of it. So Luke 10, it talks about 
Now, when they went on their way, Jesus entered a village, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. But Martha was distracted with much serving, and she went up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. I've referenced this story many times before, but God has slowed me down and is teaching me, although I'm wired like a Martha, I must learn to sit at the feet of Jesus in adoration and surrender first before I get up and get to work. I feel like this whole year has just been me wanting to be always being so busy and distracted and doing such good things, but God taking me and just teaching me to sit at his feet. And that's really what I've been nudging you all on this year through the podcast. This is the good portion and the one thing that is necessary. And I want to pursue what is most important, positioning my heart in humility and surrender, fixing my attention on Jesus. What I've been learning and what I want you to know is that you can have the best intentions. You can be doing good things, things that seem important, even serving other people. But if you are not focused on the one thing, which is Jesus, all of the other things are only going to keep you busy and distracted. Jesus says one thing is necessary. So as you partner with the Lord, with the work of your hands, Ask him about everything and make sure that what you're pursuing is what God desires for you in this season of your life. Everything else comes out of that place. We have to first learn to sit at the feet of Jesus so that we can get up and do what we're called to do. So I just want to encourage you to pursue the one thing, pursue what is ultimate, what is eternal, and your greatest success, it's going to be fueled from the place of pursuing the person of Jesus. That really is what this is all about. You know, the podcast is called The Nourishing Mompreneur, and we think of mompreneur as business and um, just being a go-getter, a goal-getter, just doing all the things and making it happen. And I love all of that, but what God is doing is he's been redefining what that even means. And to me, like pursuing your greatest potential, because we talk about this a lot, being a mompreneur, being kingdom minded, it's really about pursuing the person of Jesus because it all starts there. Everything else is built upon that rock. So I just want to define that for you today. And that is just my heart in that direction. So this is such a great reminder, especially at this time of year, because as you set your goals and intentions for all that you desire to do in 2022, remember that the posture of your heart matters. Let's forget the new year, okay? Let's just talk about right now. With it now being December and Christmas prep and activities in full swing, life is crazy busy. I don't know about you, but it is such a challenge to balance being the woman you want to be while doing all the things that need to be done. Like, I get it. I was just talking to my husband about this last night. Like, it's it's like, hey, Michelle, that sounds great. I love all this. Sounds nice to surrender. It sounds nice to say rest in him and sit at the feet of Jesus. But what does that actually mean? Like, how do I actually do that in my everyday life? Like, I don't know how to walk this thing out. Well, I'll just tell you up front, like I am working this out in my own life. Sometimes it's beautiful and I get it fully. And other times I'm like, I just don't know how to, how to balance this. But 
let me tell you a few things that I do know and that I have learned. So how do you practically prioritize Jesus while keeping up with your commitments? I'm going to say that it definitely is going to take the surrender of your time and attention. Pursuing Jesus as the one thing, it looks like surrendering your time and attention to Jesus in many ways because it's all about a relationship. It's really simple. In order to develop a relationship with someone, it takes time. So be patient and know that just like oil and wine take time to produce, it's going to take time. Like I believe that God wants to take you deeper. I believe that he wants to do a new thing in your life. He wants fresh oil, a favor in your life. His plans are good for you. But in order to give God your yes of obedience and for you to fulfill his purposes in your life, to walk in his perfect will, you're going to have to know what he wants you to do. You're going to have to know him. You're going to have to look at him and listen. That's exactly what Mary was doing when she was sitting at Jesus's feet. She was looking at his face and listening to what he had to say. It took time and proximity. For example, if you're telling your kids what to do, they're probably not going to obey your instructions if they can't see you or hear you. The two go hand in hand. I was just thinking about yesterday, I was talking to my little girls and giving them some instructions and I got down on my knees and I was looking at them eye to eye so that they could see me and hear my voice so that there was no excuse why they weren't going to do what I told them to do. This is the time that we need to draw close to the Lord and seek his face daily. Desire to know his heart for you because when you're near and you're attentive to the Lord, you can hear his voice and as a result, you can obey. You can give him your yes, whatever that looks like for you, and find the joy of that surrender. But I want you to know that God's not far from you. Like he is with you. He came to earth and sacrificed his life so that he could be with you. He's near. He's Emmanuel, God with us. The question is really, do you want to be with him? So again, like the process of pursuing Jesus as the one thing, what I've learned is it really is that surrender, giving God your yes, that obedience. And one of the biggest ways that I've learned to pursue Jesus in a new way is to behold him. I know that's a funny word. We don't hear that a lot at church, but all it really means is just looking at him. I think that our walk with the Lord is more simple than we make it. It's not all this check this box and do this thing. But if we can just be still and look at Jesus, fix our attention on him, I think that is so key. Because sitting at his feet and simply looking at him, being captivated by his beauty, adoration, it's just so important that we slow down and take the time to see Jesus for who he is, not for what we want him to be or for who we think he is or who we were told that he is. Jesus reveals who God is. And as we behold him, as we look at him, we can see God rightly. Beholding him is what creates true transformation because this establishes our identity. Because when we can see ourselves rightly, it gives us the clarity to live rightly. And guess what? We get to encourage others in the process. So to see God is to know him. So set your attention on him and all that you do. 
And then from there, we can you can reveal him and reflect his character and bringing his kingdom to earth. You don't have to work for your worthiness and do more to get more of God. So much is in the receiving, receiving his love, making room for him. So what does that look like? For me, like just for example, this past week, my niece is getting married. So I'm doing a whole bunch of cupcake jars for her wedding. So this past week, I had a couple crazy days making over 200 cupcakes in a jar. Um, I can't even do the math on how many cupcakes that was. Probably, I don't know, over 500 cupcakes. But it was a huge process. It took a lot of time. It was tedious. It was a lot of work. I was up like really, really late into the morning for a couple nights in a row. But the point is, is that I was really busy working, doing a good thing, loving my niece in that process. Like it was good and it was okay, but I was busy. But I fully knew going into it that like, hey God, like I'm doing this with you. I'm fixing my attention on you. And as I work, like I invite you to come with me. Like my heart is towards you. Speak to me. I'm asking you to come and meet me where I'm at. So as I was working and as I was doing, I was listening to podcasts. I was listening to sermons. I was listening to all kinds of things. I was asking him questions. I was listening. I would be baking and I would stop and I would journal things down and I would be frosting and then I would stop and I would um, write something down. And I was just, it was kind of this exchange. It was a relationship. I'm listening I'm learning, I'm talking and I'm listening and we're going back and forth. But the point is, is that my attention was on him. I went into it knowing that like, hey, I'm cool with this. This is exhausting. This is a lot of work. This is going to take a toll on me, but I'm cool as long as we're in this together, Lord. Like I want to honor you in this. I want to enjoy this time with you. I fix my attention on you and I ask you to speak to me and I invite you into this moment. I invite you into the midst of my work. and. There's peace in that. And peace is everything. Peace is a gift. We talk about joy and I think joy and peace go hand in hand too. Like for me, I'm cool with the work. I don't care how busy life is or what's going on. I am fine as long as I'm at peace. If I lose my peace and I'm not like walking in that unity with the Lord, like nothing is right. There's, I'm overwhelmed. I'm stressed. I'm anxious. Like it's not cool. We need to fix our attention on him and bring him into our everyday life. He brings the meaning to the mundane. And so that is just a simple, practical example of what I did this week to make room for him in my life and to fix my attention on him, to look at him and behold him in the midst of a ton of work and a busy, busy few days. But then there's other times where I make room for him by giving him my time where I just sit at his feet and I sit there and I give him my attention through time and slow down. It looks different, but the point is, is that the posture of our heart is towards him because he wants to speak with us. He wants to meet us there. And I want to say too, you know, I talk a lot about joy, the joy of surrender, because surrender is difficult. Surrender can feel like loss. It, it feels like press, pressing and crushing. Again, think of the oil and the wine. Like there is a process to it and it doesn't always feel good. But I, the joy of it is we get to know him. We get to know God on the other side of our surrender, on the other side of our yes. And one thing that I've been thinking about is I'm like, God, well, what does joy even look like? Because sometimes we can get discouraged when we feel like, man, I just don't have joy or I'm just not happy or whatever. But it's like, God, what does joy actually even look like? We want him to define what success looks like for us, but ask him to define what joy looks like for you. Because for me, like I'm not a super like 
skipping around, happy, like not happy, that's not the word, giggly person. Like I'm not silly and joyful. Like when I, when I think of joy, think of somebody in your life that you think of as like, this is such a joyful person. They probably smile all the time and they're giggly and they're just happy and everything is just, oh, not a problem. But like, that's okay. That doesn't have to be what joy looks like for you. For me, I asked the Lord, I'm like, what does joy look like in my life? And joy for me is when I can smile big with peace in my heart and freedom in my spirit. Like that's what joy is to me. It doesn't mean I have to be giggling all the time and that nothing matters or everything's just, oh, it's great. Life is just perfect and la la la. Like, no, like I, no matter what, me having joy in my heart and in my yes of surrender is being able to smile big at all times and just have peace in my heart and freedom in my spirit. So what does joy look like for you? Ask God to define that. But I just want to encourage you to look at the Lord because beholding him, it is what creates true transformation. It establishes our identity because when we can look at Jesus rightly, we can see ourselves rightly. And this gives us the clarity to live rightly. And who doesn't want clarity as we move forward into the new year? Who doesn't want clarity every day to know what to do and when to do it and how to do it? And the cool thing is that it's not just even about us. Like we get to encourage others in the process. So to see God is to know him. So I just want to encourage you as you surrender to give him your time, but give him your attention above all, no matter what you're doing, no matter how busy or slow that moment is, like give him your attention and look at him and know that above all, the posture of your heart is to give him glory. Out of that place, you can reveal him and reflect his character. That's bringing his kingdom to earth. That brings purpose to our lives. That brings joy because you don't have to work for your worthiness. You don't have to do more to get more of God. That is such a gift. So much is in the receiving. There's this quote from William Henn, and it says, God doesn't want your ability. He wants your availability. So this season, this month, as life is full, as it's supposed to be the most wonderful time of the year, as you want to be joyful, you want to be happy, you want to enjoy this season and all these memories with your family. But at the same time, it feels like everything's working against you because you're tired and you've had too much sugar and you're stressed and whatever. Like this is the time to forget all that and press into the Lord. Like give him your yes by giving him your attention first. Be close to him so that you can hear his voice because you need to know him, not just now, not just for today, but for the times to come. Like we need him. So I just want to encourage you as I do with like every podcast episode that as you're doing to just point you to the feet of Jesus, like he will keep you there. He will take it from there. But I just want to encourage you to just go to him and know that there's more to be found in him and that the joy of surrender comes from knowing him because he is our greatest reward. Make room for him in your heart to receive more of him and the love that he has for you. You know, Jesus, I just want to say one last thing, one last thing. Jesus found joy in fulfilling his mission on earth because he wanted restoration and a relationship with you. You were worth it to him. Nobody took Jesus's life. He wasn't martyred. He willingly laid down his life in obedience to the purpose of his father. It didn't look good or feel good at the moment, but it was the most beautiful act of surrender that could ever take place. He gave his life for you. 
The Bible says, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. There is such a connection with joy and surrender in the Bible. It's really interesting. But although in an earthly sense, it doesn't always make sense. I just want to remind you that Jesus found joy in paying the ultimate price and giving the greatest sacrifice, his life for you. So are you willing to surrender to him? Are you willing to give him your life in exchange? Are you willing to find the joy that can only be found in him? Are you willing to sacrifice and lay down your life so that he can lift you up and bring glory in and through you here on this earth? Eternal life is knowing him and it doesn't start when we die and go to heaven. It starts now and it's yours to be found. It's yours to take. I am personally looking forward to deeper joy that I find in Christ as I continue to lay down my life daily. Like that is the mission that I'm on. I just really want to hunger for the word more. And I want to know Jesus more. Like I, that's really where I'm at. Like I just want to know him more because he is my hope and he is where my joy is found. And I just want to encourage you in the same today. And I hope that my testimony, my story, my journey in some way, I don't know, I feel a little all over the place, but in some way, I hope that whatever you need to hear would just stick with you and that the Lord would work it in your life to bless you and to work out his purposes in you because there is more and you are chosen. You are chosen and you are so, so loved. So let him love you. Let him love you. Father, I thank you so much for the woman listening right now. Lord, I thank you for her heart for you. I thank you for her journey, for her story, for her testimony. Lord, I don't know all the details of her life, but I know that your hand is upon her and that you've been walking with her, even when it doesn't make sense, even when it's been hard, Lord. I thank you for how far you've brought her and that when she looks back at the past year or the past two years, she can thank you for how far she's come, Lord. But I thank you, God, that you're not done with her yet. You're not finished. You're actually just beginning your work. You're doing a new thing, Lord. And I believe that whatever is crushing her in her life, whatever is pressing her is only to bring new wine, is only to bring fresh oil, Lord. It's only for more anointing and for more of you in her life, God. I know that there are great things in store, Lord. And I pray that she would just surrender to the process. She would embrace the challenges in her life, knowing that you are using it to make her who she's supposed to be, God that she would just willingly lay down her life daily in surrender, giving you her yes, whatever that looks like for more of you. Lord, I pray for greater joy in her life. Lord, I pray that you would just give her clarity on what joy looks like in her life, that it's not a personality trait, God, but it's a characteristic of you and your Holy Spirit lives within her, Lord. Therefore, she already has joy, Lord. May she just walk in it. May she recognize it, Lord. Lord, I pray that you would just cleanse her eyes, cleanse her eyes, Lord, that she would see you rightly, Lord, that she would see you with fresh eyes and through the lens of love, God. Lord, I pray that as she sees you and knows you, Lord, that you would just transform her life. I thank you, Lord, that there is just work that only you can do, God, and we trust you to do that, Lord. We open up our hearts, we open up our lives to you, and we make room for you this season, Lord. We are available to you, so we ask you to come, Lord. Come and work in our lives. Soften our hearts. Meet us in the hidden places, Lord. Transform us to look more like you, not more like what we want or what we think looks like success, Lord, 
not even the goals or the things, the ambitions that, that we define, Lord, but Lord, let us look more like you. Lord, we trust you. We trust you, Jesus, in everything, Lord. Lord, I pray for peace overflowing on the woman that's listening, Lord, that this month, this day, this season, Lord, she would know your peace that surpasses all understanding. We love you, Jesus, and we look to you today because you are what we need, Lord. We're desperate for you, God. We're dependent on you, and I thank you that our strength is found in our dependency, God. We love you and we rest in you today. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Okay, I know that was a super long episode. Um, Thanks so much for hanging with me to the end, but really quick before you go, I just want to remind you as we talk about finding joy and surrender, and we're really after the heart of God, I want to encourage you that as you're getting all the gifts for everybody else, I want you to grab the gift that I've made for you, and they are joy of surrender cards. You can print them. Um, right from the website. They are free for the taking, but go to the website, nourishingmichelle.com. You can grab those. I'll put all the links below um, so that you can easily find it, but they are inspiring quotes and scripture verses that are just going to encourage you to give God your yes this season and just to surrender to him. So print those out, tape them to your mirror. You can add them to gift bags and share them with others. You can use them as bookmarks in your Bible or whatever you're reading. Um, They're just really great reminders to encourage you on your journey wherever you're at. So grab those and then also head over to the website. Check out the Joy of Surrender Christmas Ornament. I am loving these. I just put them on my tree yesterday. They're super cute. Um, They're made from the lid of a wide mouth mason jar. They were inspired by me, but my son is actually the man behind them making them. They're Joy of Surrender ornaments. They're really beautiful. There's a Christmas look, an everyday look. Um, Awesome reminder to find the joy in Jesus by laying down your life for him. He is so worth it, so worth it. So, And the last thing I just want to mention, because it is not too late, it's coming up this weekend, um, you can still participate in the Dreamers Summit. I want to encourage you, if you are like, oh my goodness, I really need help. I need clarity. I need to dream with the Lord. I need some support for this process. Check out the Dreamers Summit. It's done by Polly Payne and Horatio Printing. It's beautiful. It's an awesome event. Uh, You can grab your tickets online. It's virtual and you'll have replay so you can watch it at your convenience. But you're definitely going to want to check out the Dreamer, the Dream Planner, excuse me, and head over to the Dreamer Summit. I'll be teaching one of the breakout sessions there on personal growth um, and development. So I think you'll really enjoy it. Just wanted to share those freebies and those things available to you right now and wish you a beautiful rest of the week. Hey mama, real quick before you run off and do all the things, if you found value in today's conversation, it would mean the world to me if you left a review and subscribed to my podcast. I know you know how precious time is. The biggest thank you you can give me for taking the time to share on this podcast is to leave a written review. This helps me on my mission to encourage and empower others who are pursuing their greatest potential from home. So head over to iTunes, scroll down to the bottom of the Nourishing Mompreneur podcast to rate and leave a super quick review to let me know what spoke to your heart. And if you're feeling a little extra today, take a screenshot of today's episode and tag me on social. I value your time so much and appreciate you connecting with me. Find me at nourishingmichelle.com forward slash connect.